You're listening to Everyday Parents, a day in the life podcast. We share the everyday routines of parents from all kinds of families. Our episodes start with getting to know each guest family, then go through their daily routine and wrap up with some reflective questions about parenting. I'm Jerome Cluck, a stay-at-home dad to our daughter, Charlie, and half of your hosting team. And I'm Caitlin Kirby, Jerome's wife, Charlie's mom, and your podcast co-host. On today's episode, we're joined by Kat. Kat and her wife have one three-year-old son and three cats. If you want to learn more about Kat's family, follow LGBTQmama underscore one and done on Instagram. Welcome, Kat. Please tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. So um, my family consists of myself, my wife, our son, and our three cats. Um, So pretty small, but I guess kind of big if you count the cats, um, family. And uh, where do you all live? You make a fourth cat. (laughs) Yeah, one day. I'm trying to work on getting a dog. We'll see. Okay. Um, we live in Ontario, Canada. And what do you and your wife do for work? Um, so we both work from home, um, which is helpful when having a young child. <laughs> I work for um, a larger company. I do e-learning, and my wife is a web designer. So techie. But... So this has been coming up a lot, and I, I always wonder if you have been working from home since before covid sent most people home or was this because of COVID? Yeah, it's a good question. So I was actually uh, pregnant right before COVID. So I was on mat leave when COVID hit. Um, And my wife was off for the first five or six weeks of our son's life. And she went back to work for like a grand total of like three or four days before being sent home. Um, and then, so yeah, so she's been home ever since. And then I, when I went back to work, uh, cause in Canada we have one year of mat leave. So I was home for, for a year with him. And then when I went back to work, I went back remotely and he was actually home with us because we didn't have daycare at the time yet. So that was chaotic. <laughs> Are you in like a house, an apartment? How much space do you have for, you know, office versus bedrooms and that kind of thing yeah so when our son was first born we were in a four-bedroom house and we ended up actually moving a couple years ago two and a half yeah two and a half years ago now to a smaller house actually we downsized we found that the bigger house was just too big for us funnily enough and so we have we have three bedrooms now our son obviously has his own room we have our bedroom and then we have an office space that we kind of share um, and I created a smaller office space in our bedroom with like a, a Murphy desk just for myself because I have a lot of meetings when it comes to work. So rather than like taking meetings and bothering Emily, my wife, with, you know, <laughs> chatter or being in the kitchen or something like that, I, I just created a workspace in the, in the bedroom. I've never heard of a Murphy desk. That sounds pretty genius. Mm -hmm. I hadn't either. I just looked it up to see if it existed because I had this thought in my mind and yeah, Amazon. Smart. (laughs) You, you mentioned that your son is in daycare now. What, what kind of daycare does he go to? Um, so it's like a, just regular play-based daycare. We had actually originally signed him up for a Montessori daycare. Uh, it was like a mix Montessori and some other 
something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and we actually decided not to go that route. One, it was closer to our old house, so it would have been a bit of a drive for us when, when like our current place. Um, and two, the daycare that we found is like a fraction of the cost of the Montessori one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we ended up going with a play-based daycare, and honestly, he loves it. He, he has friends that he enjoys seeing at school and um, really likes his teachers, so... Um, is there anything significant that you want to share about your pregnancy and birth? Well, I guess for us, um, I mean, we're a queer couple, so obviously we couldn't have a child the quote-unquote regular way. Um, so we uh, we did end up doing IVF. Um, and because we had, so in Canada, um, there there is an option to have the, the first IVF cycle funded. Um, but you have to be on wait list and you have to be chosen. Um, so we had actually started trying IUI, which is, I guess, the best way to describe it is the turkey baster method. Um, <laughs> and that was not working. So we sh- we decided to put a pause on things and just enjoy life and get back to it. Like when we felt a little bit more mentally ready, because it was it was taking quite a toll, especially on me. And then we got the call from our clinic that we got chosen for a funded IVF cycle. So we got pretty lucky there. Um, and since we had that opportunity, we we decided we would try a reciprocal IVF. So um, we used my wife's eggs and I carried. So that's pretty much the closest we could get to having a child that's both of ours. Um, so biologically, he's Emily's, but still connected to me in a way because I I birthed him so I guess that's I don't know worth mentioning yeah that's really cool um sorry Caitlin uh so I'd also never heard of this funded IVF list that sounds pretty amazing too how long were you how long was your wait yeah our wait was about two and a half years wow okay and do you is is that typical as you understand it or no idea or I have no idea to be honest we had our first um meeting with with the fertility clinic and they just mentioned like if you want to eventually do IVF like we suggest getting on the list just in case um and we're glad we did because it saved us a lot of money and like by funded what they mean is like they fund the medical aspect of it not the drugs that you need in order to like get the eggs. So with IVF, you have to take a bunch of hormones because multiple eggs have to grow at the same time. And then they, they take those eggs out via um, a needle. Um, so all of those medications that uh, Emily was taking. And then I also did a medicated cycle or a medicated transfer, I guess that, that's what they call it. So when they um, um, put the embryo into my uterus, I was taking medication as well, just to make sure that my uterine lining was thick and that like the success rate would be a little bit higher um just because we thought like okay well we're already putting all this time and money into it let's just give it all we possibly can so um out of pocket it was still close to ten thousand for one cycle of IVF but that's just for Um, the medication alone and would they have if that one had failed would they have you said it was just the first cycle that is funded yeah, so any eggs or embryos that came from that, they 
um, we had the option of freezing them. So then if we wanted to try another transfer, we can use one, we could use one of those embryos. We got lucky and it worked on our first try. Um, so we didn't have to pay a second time. The like subsequent um, transfers are, I think, close to $1,000 each. But that's just, again, just for the transfer itself, not for any medication. Anything else about pregnancy and birth process that you want to share? I mean, my, my pregnancy was pretty difficult, I would say. Like, I, I thought it would be, you know, your typical Hollywood, like, oh, I'll just have some back pain and be uncomfortable. <laughs> it ended up being a lot worse than that. Um, and my birth was, was quite traumatic. Both Emily and I thought I was dying <laughs> because of how much blood I had lost. And mm. so it was, it was not a great experience, but I mean, in the end we had our son and that's, he's healthy and I'm, I'm okay. So, but never doing that again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you, I mean, I guess because you're one and done, um, you wouldn't be switching off with your wife being the gestational partner next time. But if you were to change your mind about that or were to choose differently, um, would you, would she be open to that? Like, did you have those kind of conversations as you went into the fertility process? Yeah, sure. So, um, so when we first got together, like after we were pretty young when we got together, I was, I was 20 and she was 24, 23. So we didn't really have those conversations right at the beginning, but when things like got a bit more serious, we did talk about having kids and we both decided or agreed that we wanted kids. Um, and the plan was always to have at least two. And I actually wanted more than two. I wanted three or four. Um, and um, yeah, I was naive. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, so we always thought like we'd have at least two um and for her she always knew that she wanted kids she never wanted to carry though um Mm. and my wife is actually bisexual so she had only been with men prior to meeting me and uh so she just she never knew like how she would have kids when she didn't want to carry and adoption wasn't really something that she had I guess seriously thought about Um, So it it worked out for her because I really wanted to carry. Um, That's something that I always wanted to experience. Uh, She wanted like a biological connection to her kids just because that was important to her. For me, I just wanted to carry a child and have that experience. So it kind of was perfect because then we did the reciprocal IVF. So she has that biological connection and and I got to carry. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, so for your support network, who are kind of the folks that you see most often, family, friends, and how often do you see them? So our support network is pretty small. Neither of us have like a very strong relationship with our families. Uh, we're both only children as well. And I mean, I don't know that that's a huge factor in why we don't have good relationships with our parents. There's a bunch of other things that you know, childhood trauma, all of that, that's a different topic. <laughs> but um, so we don't have uh, like a close relationship with them, but we do have um, like chosen family, so f- close friends that um, that we see not as often as we'd like, because as we've gotten older, we found, you know, everybody bought houses in different cities. So we all kind of are a little bit dispersed. Um, 
But a couple of years ago, I actually um, joined uh, the app called Peanut. So it's like a, an app for basically like a dating app for parents, like to meet and like become friends <laughs> is like the idea behind it. Um, and so I had gone on there just to thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe I can meet somebody in the neighborhood because it, it only shows you profiles of people like within how many ever kilometers away from you. And I actually met a mom who lives just down the street and we've been pretty close ever since then. So it's been about two, yeah, it's been two years now that we've, uh, we've known each other and our kids are best friends. They play together all the time. So kind of worked out that way. So I would say like they're probably our closest support network. Occasionally my mom does babysit um, our son. So, so like if we want a date night or something like that, she'll come and watch him every now and then, but that's not super often, every few months, I guess. Yeah, you're like one of the few who has a neighbor friend that is in that <laughs> like close network. Um, and that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a happy accident. Is there anything else that you wanna share about your family? Not that I can think of, no. Let's hear about the daily routine then. What happens first and what time does it all start? Our daily routine has changed over the last few months a little bit. Um, our son is three now and he has developed some fears, um, specifically around the dark in his room. Um, so his his routine, I guess, starts at like three in the morning when he barges into our bedroom <laughs> and wants to sleep with us. So, uh, yeah, so he, he sleeps with us and then we wake up. My wife actually wakes up first. So Emily's up around, usually around 5.30. She's just a light sleeper and ends up getting up early, does her morning routine and just has a few minutes to herself. And then I'll get up afterwards around maybe 6.30 or so. And as soon as I get up, it's like he knows that I'm awake and he like bolts up, I want to go with you. <laughs> um, so normally I'll, I'll pick him up and, and take him to Emily. She'll take him downstairs and they'll go and have some cuddles on the couch while I get myself ready for the day. Um, and then depending on his mood, if he wants to stay with Emily or if he really wants me, depends on like who's, who then makes breakfast for the most part. He just wants to stay with Emily in the mornings. Um, they have like their whole thing that they do and, um, I'll feed the cats, make breakfast and try and get him to eat. Uh, he's not a big breakfast person. Uh, he claims to not be hungry in the mornings, which I find hard to believe. <laughs> um, but we, I mean, we're not the type of parents who force our, our child to eat if they really don't want to. We just offer different options and most of the time he eats cookies or ice cream. And sometimes a bowl of fruit if we're lucky. <laughs> in the yeah, uh, our daughter's first word in the morning is chocolate about 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I guess, the start of our day. And then around 7, 7.50, 8 o'clock-ish, we head out the door to daycare. So one of you takes him usually? or? Yeah, in general, uh, it's usually... Uh, Emily, who drops him off in the mornings. Lately, he's been wanting me, so I drop him off. But it just depends, like, if he wants one of us more than the other and if we're available, like, we don't have meetings or, or whatever, then um, we'll just take him. So, Charlie, our daughter, is starting to, like, develop some fears, which is really interesting to see. Um, is dark the only thing he's got 
going for him right now that he's afraid of? No. So it was dark for a while. And then we got him uh, like a one of those astronaut nebula star lights from Amazon. And that helped because it like lit, lit up her, his room. But no, lately, actually, in the last like few weeks, he... Um, He's been running into the bedroom and saying that there's a dinosaur coming to get him. He loves dinosaurs and he watches lots of stuff about dinosaurs. So I guess probably he just gets scared because they're, I don't know, roaring and, and big Smart. and whatnot. So he'll, yeah, he'll say that there's a big dinosaur or a big cat. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that we have cats at home. I'm not really sure. Our cats are not aggressive towards him in any way, but maybe, I don't know. He's got the, quite the imagination, so. Uh, yeah, on the cats. Uh, and sorry to break up the routine here, Kate. Um, what's the cat situation? Are these step cats for one of you? Did you guys come into the relationship and then get the cats? Or was it a merging of cats? Um, so our oldest right now, Gertie, she, uh, she's my wife. So she, Emily adopted her um, about a year before we moved in together. Uh, and we had another cat, Avery, who I had adopted around the same time. Unfortunately, she passed away last year. So we had Gertie and Avery. And then five years ago, we adopted Maddie together. So we had three cats for, for a while there. And then Avery passed last summer. And we adopted Gregory, who is our youngest cat right now. And he's uh, one of two boys in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm like taking notes. I'm like writing down the cat's <laughs> names. I... Just in case it comes up later. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Press on, Caitlin. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes to daycare. Do you get any kind of like updates during the day from daycare? Or does he just kind of go do his thing and you see what happens at the end of the day? Uh, yeah. So they use an app. Um, hey Mama, it's called. Um, and so they post in there like when he has a diaper change or um, like a bowel movement or a pee or whatever, things like that. And uh, they also post a bunch of pictures. So we'll see kind of like what he's doing throughout the day, who he's interacting with. Um, and then if he ever gets hurt, they also post a picture of his injury and the report that we then have to sign happens a few times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's nice to be able to see like what's going on and know that he's like safe and, and doing okay. It was, it was definitely hard at the beginning when we first sent him. I felt a lot of guilt over sending him to, uh, to daycare, but, um, it's, I mean, it's really helped with his like social development. He's both Emily and I are introverts and he's the extrovert of the family. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's good for his, uh, his socializing. And then one of you goes to get him in the afternoon? Yeah, so whoever wasn't the one who dropped him off will go and pick him up in most cases. Unless, again, there's like some reason that, that one of us can't pick him up, like a meeting or things like that. But yeah, um, occasionally on, uh, on Fridays, we'll go pick him up together and like go get ice cream or something like that. That's fun. What, yeah, what happens in the evening? Uh, so evening, we come home, usually gets home close to five. So we'll have dinner around like five, five thirty, because he comes home pretty hungry. Do you all have dinner at that time then? Or do you just make something for him? We all eat together. Um, just find like it's a 
nicer experience to all all share a meal together. We don't always eat the same thing. Um, he is quite picky <laughs> when it comes to food. When he was younger, he would eat literally every single thing that I cooked. And when he turned, I think, close to two, it's like everything changed and he didn't want to eat anything except for like five different foods. And so we rotate his favorites every so often um, or just ask him like what he wants when he comes in through the door if, if he's has like a specific craving that day. Um, but yeah, we eat together. And then, yeah, what happens after Oh, yeah, dinner? sorry. <laughs> you wanted to know the whole <laughs> evening routine. Um, yeah, so we uh, we have dinner, and then um, usually he'll want to watch a bit of TV, or depending on his mood, we'll go play. He has a, a playroom in the basement where he has, like, a, a whole bunch of toys, like Lego and an easel so he can paint and a ball pit and all that fun stuff. So sometimes we'll go down there and play. If the weather's nice, we'll try and go for a walk or go to the park or just play in the backyard. Um, we're in Canada, so our weather, our nice weather is very limited. <laughs> and then around like 6.20-ish, 6.30, we head upstairs. Um, he d doesn't like baths anymore. Uh, a few months ago, he decided that he's no longer taking baths and he only wants a shower. <laughs> so we have a shower, get him dressed for for uh, bedtime. We found that uh, he hates pajamas and he, he pretty much always has. Um, so he'll just pick out his own outfit for the next day and he just sleeps in whatever he's going to wear to school. Um, <laughs> it's a lot less That's chaotic. Cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we tried doing the, the pajama route and he would just get angry. So it just wasn't worth it. And it, I mean, it saves money in the, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, so he picks out his own outfits. We uh, usually have a dance party. So we'll listen to some music. He's uh, obsessed with Elvis. Wow. So we listen to mostly Elvis or um, any male artist from the time. No matter who it is, he thinks it's Elvis. <laughs> um, so we'll listen to, uh, we usually listen to five songs. We have a dance party and then we'll turn on the nebula and uh, read a couple of books. So he always picks out which books we're going to read. Usually that's Dino Block and uh, Blue Hat, Green Hat lately. <laughs> so we'll read those two. And then again, depending on like his mood, either he'll want one of us to read it or he'll want to read it himself. He has all the books pretty much memorized now, so he kind of recites them, or he makes up stories. Like uh, when, he, when we read Dino Block, there's one particular dinosaur who always loses his mommy, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> and we do the bedtime routine. It's always all three of us doing it together. So we'll have the dance party together. Like one of us will shower him, and then we'll have the dance party together. We'll read books together. Around 7.30, we lay down with him. So one of us will lay down with him. And he just, he picks who it's going to be. Unless one of us is busy. He usually falls asleep around 8. So he gets to pick between the two of you a lot throughout a day. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find, like, after, like, let's say, like, is there, like, a day and a half where you get picked for nothing and you're like, God, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine. Because, um... Yeah, our daughter will sometimes, like, be much happier to see Caitlin than me. And I'm just like, all right, I'm just chopped liver over here doing, you know, everything for you throughout the day. So, so yeah, he'll just pick one of you 
for like how long? Like what's the longest he's gone without picking you? Um, so he goes, he definitely goes uh, back and forth between the, the two of us. He tends to spend more time wanting me. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that I like gave birth to him and breastfed him. I don't know if there's something to that or not. Um, but he tends to, yeah, pick me for longer periods of time. And then there'll be like maybe a month where he just wants Emily. And then I I can't do anything right. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. (laughs) I'm just going to go relax. (laughs) I was offended at the beginning. Like it was, it was like hard, but then I'm like, you know what? I can, I can just sit and just go on my phone and do, or, you know, do whatever I need to do. Shower. Yeah. I feel like after you see the phase come and go a few times, like maybe you learn to just ride the wave and yeah, no, it, yes, it, it will come back that. around. <laughs> just took me back to picking sports teams in grade school and all the stress that came along with watching everyone else get picked before you. So I was just curious. Oh. <laughs> Does he participate in any weekly activities or anything? About a month ago, he started Taekwondo. So that's on Saturday mornings. He goes in for that. And so far, he's really been enjoying it. We find it's like really good for what well, we always talked about when we had kids, we would put them into martial arts uh, of some kind when they were young, like as soon as we were able to for a couple of reasons. So Emily has done martial arts for many years now. She used to do Muay Thai, um, it's a Thai martial art. She um, she does kickboxing now. So that's something that was just important to her. And then martial arts for kids, we've read, is good for like discipline and listening skills and all of that. And we definitely find that that, that to be true. Because he doesn't always listen at home, but he will always listen to the teacher <laughs> at Taekwondo. So he does that on Saturdays. He also goes for swimming lessons. That he's been doing for a while. We started him out when he was about a year and a half. So he's a pretty strong swimmer, and he enjoys it as well. And he just started soccer a few weeks ago as well with his friend in the neighborhood. So they're on the same team, and they they play together on Sunday mornings. Yeah, weekends, you have those activities in the morning. Anything else of note about ways? I mean, obviously, he's with you all day on the weekends. um, But anything else about how weekends differ from the rest of the week? Yeah, so we found, like, if we all stay at home on the weekends, he tends to get a bit grouchy. And I I don't know if maybe that's because, like, he's just doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, I get grouchy when I'm at home, too, so I can understand that. So we try and just do activities. So, yes, we have those, uh, like, extracurriculars that we do in the mornings. And then we try to do something outside of the house afterwards as well. So it really depends on the day. Um, He loves Ikea. So sometimes after swimming, we'll go have lunch at Ikea. (laughs) And then he could just spend hours in there um, just like roaming around the showroom. He's like fascinated by the fact that he can open every single drawer. He can't do that at home because we have locks on them. (laughs) Uh Um, So yeah, so he spends a lot of time like opening drawers over there. Um, So sometimes that's something we do. Um, when it's like hot outside, we try and go out for ice cream. We all like ice cream. I mean, who doesn't? So we try and go out for that. Um, sometimes we'll try like a new restaurant with like menu items that we think you might like. Um, and in general, he seems to enjoy that. Yeah. So, I mean, we just try and kind of keep him busy. It's not always like 
complicated. I mean, sometimes it's just driving to a new park so that he can play in, on a different playground um, and explore different things. But Do you find that you have bought more furniture than you otherwise would have if he enjoyed, say, a park instead of Ikea? Would, would we buy more furniture or because of Ikea? Do you have more furniture than you otherwise... How about that? Do you have more furniture now than you otherwise would have if you did not have to take him to Ikea? Oh, <laughs> no. Thankfully, we don't buy too many things when I go to Ikea. We're pretty good about not, like, splurging. It's I mean, it's hard because it's Ikea. There's a lot of cute stuff. But um, the most... I mean, the most we buy there... Like, we bought a couple of stuffed animals, so he picked out a dinosaur for himself a while back. A few months ago, when we were in Ikea, he found another dinosaur, and he's like, this is the family of the dinosaur. He's like, okay, well, we can't leave family behind. How brutal. (laughs) Yeah, so it's usually stuff like that, like a small stuffy or um, new bed sheets. uh, A few months ago, we got him a big boy bed. Um, so we got him new sheets to get him like excited for it all and all of that. But yeah, no, we try not to spend too much at Ikea. <laughs> Did the bed come from Ikea? Um, well, it is an Ikea bed, but we actually got it off of Marketplace. Okay. <laughs> Does he take a nap during the day? No. So he stopped napping when, um, so in his daycare, the way that the rooms are set up is uh, they have like an infant room, then they have a junior room and a senior room. Uh, and the senior room, they're like, they're supposed to be an intermediate in between the junior and the senior. But because there's like a lack of early childhood educators in Ontario in general, they don't have enough teachers for that intermediate room. So the students who are supposed to be an intermediate are mixed with the seniors. The seniors are like the four-year-olds who are about to go to kindergarten. And so none of them nap anymore. So as soon as he got into that room, he was like, I'm not napping. (laughs) Why would I nap when I could play games and watch shows and whatever? Because they have like iPads and things like that. So nope, he dropped his nap a long time ago. (laughs) And then you mentioned that daycare lets you know when he has diaper changes. So is he... um... Where is he at with potty training? So we've we've tried a couple of times to potty train him. So we did like um, we did the you know method where he's just naked from the bottom down and just keep him at home and put him on the potty. But he had a ton of accidents and would like literally run away from the potty and go like on the floor in the living room instead. And we're like, you know what, it's not worth it. Like he's stressed. We're stressed. Like so we did that for one day and he just. He wasn't going anywhere, so we just didn't want to force it. Um, and we have, like, um, so our toilets have potty seats, like, built in. So they're, like, the ones that are, like, magnetically in the, do you know what I'm talking about? In, like, the top. I've and, seen them. Yeah, so we have those. So sometimes he'll, like, wake up in the morning and say he wants to go on the potty. Or he'll come home from school and say the same thing. And I think it's mainly because he, like, sees friends at school going to use the potty. So he wants to do the same. And when he uses the potty, all he does is sit there, get a little piece of toilet paper, put it in the toilet, flush up and wash his hands. So he's not he's not there yet, but we're not rushing yet because, I mean, he'll he'll figure it out at his own pace. And I don't want to force him if he's not ready. 
Hello, friends. If you like the show and want to support us and get access to video recordings of the show, you can join our Patreon for $3 a month. Instead of Duck Duck Goose at their house, you know, their son could just be walking around and just play a cat, cat, cat. If you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Everyday Parents Pod and on Twitter as Everyday Parents with a Z. You can find links to our social media sites in the show notes and at our website, where you can also sign up for our email newsletter. Newsletter with a Z also. So uh, at the end of the podcast, I'd like to ask our guests three wrap-up questions. Uh, I'll give them to you all up front, and you can take them in any order you would like. So what would you say is an example of a parenting win you've had recently? What would you say is an example of a parenting challenge? I almost said fail. So give me... <laughs> uh, and then when you and Emily are not raising your son, what do the two of you like to do to unwind? Parenting win? Um, I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've been noticing lately is, I mean, the way that I was raised at home was not necessarily like kind. I'd say I was, you know, yelled at and shamed a lot for things that were kind of out of my control. So if I, you know, accidentally dropped something and made a mess, I would be yelled at and, you know, shamed and made to feel awful. And one thing that I feel really proud of for both myself and Emily, because we had a similar upbringing, is like our son will drop something, I don't know, a popsicle, for example, or like a bowl of milk or glass of water or whatever and his first reaction is "Uh oh that's okay I can clean it you know and it's just Aww. like um, I feel like so proud of us for like for being able to kind of raise him in, in a way that's so different from what we were raised and like for him to know at three years old like it's okay like things happen and recently I've heard him say like he'll be in the other room and he'll like I don't know, drop something and be like, that's okay. We make mistakes. So, <laughs> so that I think is probably for me the biggest, like, I guess, parenting win lately. That and, and his kindness, like he's, he's really kind with, um, with her cats and with, uh, like with his friends. Like we had uh, our neighborhood friends over a little while ago and their daughter started crying because she wanted a stuffy that was from that was across the room and he like went and he got it for her and he he's like here you go so it's just nice to to see him kind of like leading with kindness just being a good person Um, yeah that's incredible i'm i'm very tired but i so maybe that has something to do with this but i was tearing up a little when you started Uh, um, yeah, so what is an example of a parenting challenge, and then what did the two of you like to do to unwind? Yeah, so a parenting challenge, um, so what we've, Emily and I have been trying to do for, like, since COVID has kind of calmed down a bit, I'm not going to say it's over, because it's not really, <laughs> but since it's calmed down a bit, it's, it is trying to, like, travel is really important for both of us, that's something that we love to do um, before we had our son, we love to still travel to this day. So we, last year and this year, we traveled together as a family, but we also took individual trips just to give ourselves kind of a break. And I mean, luckily we're 
financially able to do that. And in large part, that's that's also because we just have one kid and we don't have to worry about, you know, schedules and, and money and stuff for, for more than one kid. Um, so it just kind of works out for us. But uh, Emily was recently on um, her little vacation for a couple of weeks. So it was just me holding down the fort. And that was a challenge, <laughs> I will tell you. Yeah, a couple of weeks is, is a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... Um, for me, that was challenging for sure, because like, as I said, for morning routines, he's always with Emily on the couch in the mornings. That's like, that's their thing. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, obviously with like work and schedules and things like that and, and trying to like drop him off, pick him up. So I was, I was nervous about how I would manage all of that. Like with, with him being at home, like, would he be okay to sit on the couch by himself or like, could I leave him in bed for a little bit while I like quickly ran down to like get breakfast ready and like be the cats and whatnot but he was actually pretty awesome about it all so we prepared him before Emily left we let him know she's going on vacation she's going on an airplane but mama will be back and you know you and mommy are going to stay home together and so he knew it was coming and yeah we just kind of figured out a new normal I guess for those two weeks it was tough at the beginning but then I would try and explain to him, like, okay, mommy has to feed the cats now, and the cats get scared when we're loud, so we have to be really quiet. And so he would just, like, stay with me in the kitchen while the cats ate. Sometimes he would feed them their kibble as well. Um, so I just tried to kind of include him in the the mundane things, um, and he seemed to enjoy that. He would go clean the litter box with me and tell me how smelly it is. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so that was, I would say a really big challenge. It's <laughs> a good one. Certainly. Um, and then in terms of what Emily and I like to do to unwind, um, we really like to watch TV, <laughs> which maybe sounds like the boring answer, but, um, it's probably the most common answer. <laughs> yeah. So if he's at home, obviously like we can't just like go out somewhere or watch shows. We, we try and have like, um, a date night, on usually Saturdays, Fridays or Saturdays, um, where we'll watch a movie instead of a show. So normally on like on regular weeknights, um, after he goes to bed, we take an hour to ourselves just to like calm, come down from the day, do whatever it is that we want to do, like read a book or just lay there staring at the ceiling, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and then around nine o'clock, we come together and watch something. But on Saturdays, we'll we'll come together like right after he goes to bed and watch a movie, eat some popcorn, something like that. If we're able to go out, if we have um, like my mom babysitting, then we, we try and go out to like a nice restaurant or to the movies because we don't do that often anymore. <laughs> but, Nobody yeah. does. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get out. Yeah, sometimes uh, we see that answer a lot where it's just like, you know what, we both just kind of want to do nothing. So can we sit here and agree on a program to watch? Yeah. And that, nothing wrong with that. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you so much for sharing a day in your life with us and introducing yeah, thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both so much for having me. Gertie, Maddie, and Gregory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your son. Uh, yes. <laughs> They're all my children. <laughs> Cat, Emily, and the three cats, and the toddler. Emily, four cats, 
and a three-year-old. It's like a... That's their sitcom. Early, Yes, early millennium sitcom. Completely irrelevant here, but I love the idea of four-year-olds as seniors. I wanted to... I wonder what kind of pranks they would get up to. <laughs> and I don't know if that means like the same thing in Canada too. Like, do they go by like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in high school? Or um, are they like... 11th year and 12th year i don't know or it might just have been like a little cutesy like anachronism of the daycare um so yes seniors and then they all like do burnouts in their cozy coops in the parking lot on the last day <laughs> couldn't wait to get that one out and then yeah uh she said her son is extroverted and they are the introverts and then uh i liked just how opinionated this kid is. Uh, Just choosing between parents. Well, and then Elvis. And... Actually, though, I was thinking, like, Elvis is a good one. Like, we haven't... Because we always... I feel like we try to do, like, different artists, you know, for us when we play music at dinner. And I feel like we haven't dipped into that genre at all, so... I don't think I've ever dipped into that genre. So we could all do that one together. In her conversation, too, about, like, hearing him, like, react to things and be like, oh, it's okay. Like, I feel like we've just started seeing that a little bit with Charlie, too. And it's really fun to see that part of, like, um, just to see the things that you do or say start to become part of their personal narrative. So this might be more of her just, like, singing this song that she's memorized. But the other day she was saying, like, baby Charlie, so cute, so sweet. And I loved hearing her say that about herself and knowing that, like, that's because of how we talk to her and about her. Um, and that is pretty heartwarming. And now we have to be extra careful <laughs> to not do anything that we don't want her to internalize or repeat to other people. So the stakes have gotten higher, but the rewards <laughs> have gotten greater. Yes. Because I've seen her do that same thing. And then I almost can't even enjoy it because I'm just like, oh, God, what have I what what don't I want out there? You know, not that there is anything. but I don't know like how every time we stop at an intersection for some reason in her car sheets she starts yelling jesus i honestly i don't know i don't it's those moments where and i was going to use this as an analog where when you drive somewhere and you don't realize how you got there so mm. i i feel like there might be moments of time where i'm parenting on autopilot in that way and maybe i just sit there and sure. go, jesus 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 <laughs> i don't know mm. 